Hello, this is Agoro, host of the Agoro Show, and you are listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. So keep your ears open and your mouth shut, shut. Hey, welcome to the Steve and Crypto Show, presented by thestevestrout.com, where I've actually been posting stuff lately, so go look. I'm Steve. I'm CryptoZoo. This is episode 109, and we are actually recording this in person for once, been a which while. is kind of a rare occurrence. It's been a while. A hundred and, This will be episode 109, right? Yeah. And this is going to be like the third time we've actually <laughs> sat down yeah, across maybe the table fourth, from each other. Yeah. Maybe the fourth time, yeah. uh, you know, but that's about it. Do the math. What's the percentage? <laughs> that should be the trivia. What is the percentage of... <laughs> yeah, How many times have they recorded in person? Then you know they're really listening. No, if they're really listening by if they are following us on the social medias. What a great segue. You can follow us on the social medias at CryptoZoo88 at the Steve Strout. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Speaking of Facebook, we have a Facebook group that you are more than welcome to join. And if you contribute there, uh, we we might have you on the show. Who knows? You know, we uh, we want to see what you're working on. You don't have to have a project, but you know, if you just want to join the group, that's fine. But if you are working on something, we definitely encourage you to share a piece, you know, share a little bit of a, a movie that you're working on, maybe throw in a, uh, you know, a piece of the comic book that you just wrote, or if you have a movie trailer or you're working on an album and you have a song you want to drop in there, go ahead, throw it in there. We definitely want to see it. Um, I know there's almost close to a thousand people in the group, I think, and I'm sure they want to see it too. So just look for the Steve and Crypto Show Facebook group, and become a member. Also, you can head over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash stevecrypto. And it's basically just uh, a way to check out some exclusive content. Uh, we have some things on there that we might release on other formats, you know, other places down the road. If but for now... Like yeah, if we feel like it. But for now, you can find it there on patreon.com slash stevecrypto. And get in on there. You could pledge as low as a dollar a month to support the Steve and Crypto show. It all comes back into the show. Promotion, advertising, gear. Uh, gets us to events like we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. And uh, so much more. It's Steve and Crypto patreon.com slash steven crypto we're on the same page i was about to say all of that <laughs> um yeah so check out patreon also Teamwork. do you like coffee we like coffee would you like to buy us a coffee you can head over to buymecoffee.com slash steve crypto which again all of that goes towards helping out the show helps out with gear promotional tools all sorts of things so head over to buymeacoffee.com slash stevecrypto. And if you would like to sport some gear, some merch for your third favorite podcast, you can visit our Etsy page, which is Etsy slash shop slash Stephen Crypto merch. Or you can just look up the Stephen Crypto show. Either way, 
but we have two different t-shirt designs over there. We have a magnet for your fridge. We have a bitchin' coffee mug. We have, uh, that's right. Yeah, I said bitchin'. We have stickers. If you want to hit us up directly, you can get those. Just send us a message and tell us that you listen to the show, and we'll send you some stickers. And also, if you answered the trivia later in this episode, we'll send you stickers, yeah. too. So, yeah, it's it's get your shit. Get That's your right. Crypto shit. That's right. And, of course, uh, if you like the show, please head over to whatever app you're listening to this on and leave a review preferably five-star review if you like and it really helps us out kind of helps us be seen by more people because i mean if you don't already know there are a million podcasts out there like if you're listening to us and you're new to the podcast game i guarantee you there is something out there for everybody you know if you're like i'm a soccer fan and i gotta listen to a soccer podcast you can find it if you want a star wars you know, straight, nerdy Star Wars podcast, you can find that too. If you want to listen to a couple nerds talk about horror and pop culture and a mixture of things, you've come to the right show. You're already there. Yeah, it's, um, we're not everybody's third favorite podcast for a reason, right? <laughs> or we are for a reason. We're we've not. earned that. We've earned that shit. We also earned a uh, another nomination in the Rondo Hat and Classic Another horror good segue. Awards. Look at that. We were nominated once again in the best podcast category in the Rondo Awards. Very um, honored for that. Really. We'll, we'll be posting all over social media how to vote. It's it's old school. You just email them and say, don't tell them that we're your third favorite podcast, even though we are. Tell them, I fucking love the Stephen Crypto Show, but don't say the F word. Just say, I vote for the Stephen Crypto Show for best podcast. Because they fucking rock. No bad words. <laughs> the guy who runs it is a very nice guy. Um, <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> David Colton. We've had him on our show. Oh, okay. Yeah, go, actually, if you don't know about the Rondo Awards, go back and listen to the episode. I don't remember which one it is. Look up for the one with David Colton. There you go. And he tells about the little bit of the history of the Rondo Awards, and it's it's like the Oscars for horror, classic horror, especially. Um, just rapid fire segues on one hundred and eight. There we go. One hundred and nine. Uh, sorry, one hundred and nine. Ooh. Get it right. We got a segue in. 108 was really good, episode, though. Huh? I hope you guys listened to that. The last episode, 108, was with Sandy Selner, who we're going to get into a little bit later. She was hanging out with us at the Meeker Street Nerd Party. Yeah. She's cool. She was Alpha 5 in the season two and three of the OG Power Rangers. Yeah. Like, we're talking 30 years ago. It's 30 years. It's the 30th anniversary of the Power Rangers, and we had... A Power Ranger on our show. So how about that? That's pretty cool. That deserves a review in itself. So go to whatever podcast app you're listening, like you said, and leave us a review. Um, if your app don't allow you to review, then delete that fucking app and <laughs> get a different one that <laughs> you're will. You're on the wrong app. And leave us a review because we deserve it. Um, Yeah, and uh, the Rondo thing. You can follow us on social media. We'll both be posting how to vote. It's pretty simple. Uh, I'll probably put it in the show notes too because we gotta get them votes. We want to make some fucking noise this year. Yeah, it's it's kind of a, a same people kind of dominate it, and we want to be. I want at least an honorable mention. Good luck to everybody for real. Yeah, you know, all great fucking shows. Like yeah, um, um. We could vote for ourselves, 
but there's there's shows that I prefer over ours. <laughs> Not gonna lie, like like I we are your third favorite podcast too. <laughs> yeah, we're my third favorite too. Um, I guess if we got more reviews and more patrons and stuff, I'd probably move us up my rankings. But yeah, there's other good shows on here like uh, Monster Kid Radio, which I listen to regularly. Uh, Postmortem with Mick Garris is probably my favorite podcast because I love interviewing people and Mick is like the fucking best at getting good interviews out of people. Last week's episode with Bruce Campbell was really fun. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. They're all fun. I've, he's had people on that I don't even know and they're just like amazing episodes. He had fucking way back in the day he had Jamie Lee Curtis on and like the episode made me emotional. Like, <laughs> I think I remember listening to one with Jamie Lee not long ago. That was pretty good. On his, maybe I don't know, but anyways, um, so yeah, that's it. We're we're getting ready to kind of annoy people, banging them for votes. People who listen, all million of you, uh, listening. Hey, we see the reviews. We do really like. I mean, if anybody that's listening has left a review, we've seen it and we appreciate you. We really do. Um, you know, every every creator has moments of, you know, feeling discouraged and whatnot. And sometimes it's just it takes reading a couple comments from people out there. Some of them we don't even know personally. And it it really helps to kind of turn things around. Maybe from here on out when we get reviews. We should read them on the air. I think so. We should. Let's do that. You leave a review, we're going to read it and give you a shout out. Yep. Um, unless it gets too many. <laughs> we'll be doing whole episodes reading reviews. That would be awesome. That would mean people care, but um, yeah. So go leave us a review. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to not remind you to leave us a review again for a little while, at least till the end of the episode. Then we'll remind you one more time. Um, Before we start talking about the Meeker Street Nerd Party which happened on February 25th in Kent, Washington, Washington. We've uh, been doing lots of things. Uh, Crypto is learning how to edit audio for the show, which would be nice because I've gotten many a headache doing this. Um, he did do a little practice round and did a little chat chit chat and uh edited it and we put it up on patreon so if you're a patron go listen to it let us know how it sounded to you guys if you think he's ready for the big time <laughs> uh, <laughs> let us know what you think he definitely wants to hear the feedback yeah yeah it was just my first time messing around with that in quite a while i mean i have a little bit of experience with recording music and whatnot but um i just haven't had my hands on editing software for a while so it was nice to be able to do that and, and it's yeah. weird to just listen hear just a voice because yeah you'll catch like little it'll like annoy you hearing yourself yep and then you'll catch little <laughs> things in the background too that you just can't completely clean up and it's 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 a headache You'll Let's intend to say a word and you'll you say it wrong just slightly and you're mm-hmm. like, I can't Why do I say help that? but think about that. I'm so stupid. Um so yeah, he's been doing that stuff, the new usual life stuff. And me, I've been 
I was asked to be a uh, producer on a upcoming feature film called Nightmares Unleashed, which we mentioned prior. Uh, basically, my job is because I'm I'm totally across the country from the filmmaker and crew. I'm promoting and uh, getting them uh, guest spots on on other shows and everything to to promote their Indiegogo for Nightmares Unleashed which you guys should check out and consider contributing to. There's all kinds of cool perks, uh, posters, props, costumes, uh, what else, uh, film credits. There's a lot of cool shit. Really, uh, it's a small budget, and uh, every little bit helps on that, and even share it. I'll be putting it in, during the duration of the Indiegogo, I'll be putting it in our show notes. But like I said, I've been getting them on other shows and everything, and uh, I kind of want to shout out a couple of the shows that have come through and helped us out. One being Critical Blast, who has had us on in the past, and then thank you again on. for that, by the way. Yeah, it's a it's a cool show. They got a uh, they do a live show. I think just about every day almost. Um, and I think they're on YouTube. Yep. And I'm not sure if up. they're on. Facebook too. They might be. I know for sure they have a YouTube channel. Find Critical Blast. Another one that came through for us that was a really cool show that I definitely want to have them visit our show is Doomsday's Crypt. They're out in the Midwest. Good horror loving. Uh, So Doomsday's Crypt. Find them. They're on Facebook. They do live things a few times a week too. Interviews and stuff. And they really... Focus on indie horror. And the On the Slab Horror YouTube channel. They're out of Ireland, I believe. So we're like going international with this thing. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're another good show that's really popular and shows a lot of love to creators. So check these, check them all out. On the Slab Horror, Doomsday's Crypt, Critical Blast. All good, all worth checking out. We we definitely uh, we approve of them. So, I I was thinking about some recent bits of news, and I thought I'd just mention it on here. Breaking news: the we cocaine found out bear wasn't really doing cocaine. <laughs> it wasn't a real bear in the movie. It wasn't doing coke. What? Did you even see that? <sighs> Did you go see Cocaine Bear? <laughs> no, I haven't seen Cocaine Bear yet. I really want to. You and should. it's out at the uh, Deer Park Theater in PA, so it's not too far away. I'd There's like to go. probably actual Coke. Uh, there are probably heroin bears out in PA, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they meth don't look quite bears like bears. Meth. They're a lot skinnier. <laughs> <laughs> they just look like old fucking. Maybe dogs a bear that from... hasn't eaten in a long time. They just look like the sad dogs from like the Sarah McLaughlin commercials. Yeah. But they're really bears. They've yeah, done a lot of meth. Hanging out in alleyways. <laughs> okay. Your news. Sorry. Anyway, uh, breaking news. Um, a recent guest was announced for Crypticon. And so Crypticon is one of our favorite conventions around. Um, and they uh, they had a guest that was scheduled for last year. 
and he was going to be coming up with a couple friends of his, and he was he sick. He got diarrhea. <laughs> he was sick. <laughs> and... He didn't say when he was sick, but we just decided that he had diarrhea. Well, there was another guest that had diarrhea, so that we just said he had diarrhea. Did. Yeah, he, he had no problem admitting it. So we figured the other one might have as well. But um, <laughs> Alex Vincent from Child's Play, a.k.a. Andy Barclay, will be at this year's Crypticon, which is May 19th through the 21st, correct? Sure. Sounds good. <laughs> um, no, it's in May. It's in May. Yeah, I believe it's the 19th it's through the 21st. May 1st. It's not May 2nd. Yeah. It's between the 1st and the 31st of May. <laughs> and uh, so last year, Alex was supposed to be there with uh, Christina Lee and Fiona Duruff, and they were all going to be doing a Chucky panel together and everything, and Alex was sick and had to back out, so he'll be there making up for that this year, which is nice for him to be able to come back. Um, I'm looking forward to meeting him. Yeah, that's that's cool. And then another announcement would be that Danielle Harris from the Halloween movies, well, from Halloween 4 and 5, and from Rob Zombie's first Halloween film, uh, she will be at Crypticon as well for Saturday, Sunday. But on May 19th, Friday, you can find her doing a special signing at Unlock the Con in the... Our old friends. Yes, our old friends at Unlock the Con are bringing in uh, bringing in Danielle for a signing, a special private signing there. Um, signing privates? <laughs> I, I can't confirm that. Oh, you mean private, like just limited, like small, not open to all the public well i say private is like it's just just her thing just you know a small sign yeah it's just gonna so be her like there's no other guests as far as i know no um, signing of like privates boobs and butts and stuff <laughs> probably not if we're at crypticon we're gonna do a private signing too please don't show up and spread your cheeks for danielle with a steven crypto sticker on your your bum hole we don't want that okay please don't do that i don't I to me I'm indifferent to it, but like she probably don't want that. <laughs> yeah, and it's just gonna come back at us. So yeah, I'd rather I'll, you not. I'll deny. If you want to do it without the sticker, that's that's on you. <laughs> I'll deny ever giving you a sticker. No, don't fucking do that. That's rude. <laughs> yeah, she seems fucking super cool. Go there, awesome say definition. hi. She has a great podcast with Scout Taylor Compton. If any of you aren't already aware of it, uh, it's called Talk Scary to Me. Are they better than us too? Uh, I mean, it's Scout and Danielle. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's a little better than Steve. And <laughs> um, I mean, they sure have a better photo image, you know, than we do. I know we're not standing around in any thigh high boots, but anyway, that's or are we? <laughs> <laughs> are we wearing them right now? It, that just reminded me of our. That's our, for us to know Mr. and you to promo we think use. about. <laughs> or are you? Maybe you don't want to think about yeah. that. We don't either. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Daniel Harris will be at Unlock the Con, which is in the Auburn Mall, the Outlet Collection Center. It used to be the Super Mall. You can find her there Friday, May 19th. I like how all these malls, like all the fucking stores closed and then they try to like repurpose themselves as like the outlet mall or like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it open stores for like local crafters and shit. Like people care. Yeah. yeah. There's some, 
interesting stores in the malls these days, but I could go get me a fucking hand knitted doily and a hand poured candle and and then some adult toys from Spencer's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great combination. Grandma would love all those gifts for her birthday. <laughs> you go get a Chucky t shirt and a dildo at Spencer's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and a ashtray. The wall of stupid shot glasses and like a mug that looks like titties. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Spencer's. Yeah. I remember being young knowing Spencer's was cool. My grandma does have a punch car for that place. So. Does she? Yeah, she must frequent it. Yeah, I saw it laying days. on the counter one day next to her Werther's Originals and those little strawberry candies that don't have a name. Mm-hmm. She probably got a dildo collection that she's hiding from you. Go look. Next time you're at her house, go kind of sneak out. Grandma, I got to <laughs> go poop. And I go snoop around and see what you find. <laughs> uh, I do it. I don't know where we go from go. here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Kent, Washington, the Meeker Street Nerd Party. That sounds good. Let's switch it up. We're not talking about dildos for grandma anymore. Now we're <laughs> now we're talking about nerd parties. Yeah. Now they're gonna hear this and be like, "We had these fucking guys at our show." <laughs> the, yeah, they. Uh, Greg at Retro Emporium will appreciate us. We could have been a hell of a lot more crude. When we were there, just so you know, we were, we, nice. we we were, were polite. Yeah, we kept it PG. We were hanging out in a salon, like a spa salon yeah, type of place. So. Yeah, we were, we were good boys. It was a cool place, man. Like yeah. I got, like, uh, did a couple chats with a couple people. I chatted with our hosts in their venue. Um, I chatted with an author that was there, and I did an interview with the author in the back room of the spa. And it was like fucking cool, man. It was like the most comfortable chair I ever sat in. But it was so quiet in that place. It was just chill. Even when people were in there, it was quiet. Yeah, like don't cut a fart quiet. Eh, I cut a couple. Not going to lie. <laughs> but so the Meeker Street Nerd Party, what it is, is an event. Downtown Kent, Washington. They uh, There's a few businesses there to get together. And they just host. It literally, it's a nerd party. They have uh, there's a couple of places, uh, Page Turner Books, them, and they also have a comic shop next door to them, themselves, 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 themselves. I don't know. A um, couple doors down is the Retro Emporium. Would you say three doors down? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This has been the Stephen Crypto Show. This is our last episode. Maybe you can find yeah. Superman comics there. No. Mm. And uh, then across the street, they had this really cool bakery that made cool, like nerdy treats, like little Meeker Street Nerd Party cupcakes and like flying saucer cookies and cool stuff. Uh, can't remember the name of the bakery. Sorry, bakery in downtown Kent. You're cool. But they hosted like a cosplay contest because they had like a big space inside their venue. Uh, so there was the bookstore, comic store, Retro Emporium, which is owned by our friend Greg and Ann. It's an awesome fucking shop. They have oh, yeah, they have just zero to nostalgia, nerdy shit. They got all of that, and they got a really cool record room in the back, which unfortunately was closed that day because. That room was taken over by a Power Ranger. 
Mm-hmm. It was taken over by our friend Sandy Selner, who was on last week. Um, so what else? And we were set up in when I, when I first heard where we were set up, I, I was like kind of skeptical about it. Yeah, because we were set up in a place called All Aglow Spa, and uh, we got there, and uh, they had us paired off. There was like three or four rooms, and there were all like a couple different uh, vendors or artists and stuff in each room. And it was actually a cool setup. We all had plenty of room. It was chill vibe in there, like you would expect in a spot. Uh, but I really thought I was like, damn, we're gonna be out here away from this other stuff, the nerd, the actual nerdy stuff, and the bookstore and stuff, and people aren't gonna come through. But I was wrong. Yeah, I mean. We were one of like what six, six seven vendors in that one business alone. I think so. Something like that. We had a good steady flow of traffic through the place, and the whole time we were doing it, like the owner of the spa would come through and check on everybody and see how everybody was doing and just you know posting mingle. live videos and yeah doing lives, hanging out and like she was super cool. Her name is Jamie. We actually talked with her later in this episode for a minute. I wanted to have her on so we could thank her for hosting because it was a cool thing she did she she could have had customers <laughs> instead she let a bunch of fucking nerds come in there and hang out and you know stink up her bathroom and this and <laughs> that was all that There's was a cool all, bathroom that in was there. all crypto though no no. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it was cool. It's called All Aglow Spa, downtown Kent, Washington. So you guys should, if you're in the Northwest, take yourself a day, go to Kent. It's you know just outside of Seattle. Yeah, go there. Go get a massage. Go get a massage. Go get some cookies. Go get some cookies. Go get a comic book. Go to Page Turner, get some books. Then go down to Retro Emporium and buy some fucking. Ninja Turtles and Star Wars figures and Pokemon and records and horror stuff and nerdy stuff and He-Mans and fucking every nerdy thing you could think of. So I left the Retro Emporium with only two little air fresheners. You had like a uh, Nightmare Before Christmas one and an Evil Dead one. I probably could have bought like 10 of them if I really wanted to. I could have spent so much money in that store just for me alone as it was. But then if I would come back with my family, I'd spend even more. Like, oh, yeah. There was so much stuff in there. You should have bought one and want. left it down in the All Aglow bathroom <laughs> after you were done. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> my, uh, my, uh, shut up. I used a poopery. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. You had options in there, too. Yeah. That's how classy this place was. She had two different fucking scents of poopery. Yeah. That's class, bro. <laughs> most places out, don't have any <laughs> shout out Jamie for the poopery flavor variety yeah we appreciate um, that I think one of there was cool guests I didn't really we didn't have much time to wander around and mingle with everybody because we were busy people were actually coming up and, and hanging out and the fucking Ghostbusters came by Ghostbusters showed up Um, yeah we gave away a lot of stickers and Got cards out, and and I actually seen numbers go up on our podcast listeners, so I feel like it was a successful event. 
We had a good crowd. It was kind of a cold, cold day. I feel like it would have been more people if it wasn't so cold. Like if they did cold it in the, the day. spring or summer, it would have been like packed. Uh, so yeah, we had old friends came and seen us. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, I, I've I've been thinking about this recording and wanting to give our friends a shout out because we had a a few that came by, like for real. Um, big thanks to Ryan Fudge who came by to say hi. Mike Seibert from Mike Seibert Radio. If you guys aren't familiar with his podcast, definitely go check that out. Um, Nutter. who else stopped by? John Nutter came. John through. Nutter, of course. Few other people, I can't even remember. It was so crazy and hectic. Yeah, and we were like in and out, and uh, but I know one thing I was excited about going. Probably my highlight was actually getting a few minutes to talk with our first guest. Her name is Laura Senf, S E N F. She's an author. She wrote a book called The Clackety. It's her first book, her first published book, and it's an awesome. Uh, we describe it in the, the chat, but it's a, it's a really cool adventure, spooky, for a good, you know, young, I think it's good for any age, it's aimed at like middle, middle level reading, but it's for anybody, I enjoyed it, yeah. I love horror, and it was spooky enough for me, and entertaining enough, I felt like it was a, like I said in the interview, I said I felt like if Tim Burton directed Wizard of Oz. And it was that kind of spooky like adventure journey the girl was on. Um the uh the artwork for the cover is definitely intriguing. Awesome, isn't it? Yeah, and I'll be honest, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. And you know, when I went and tracked down Laura to to have this little interview with you, um, you know, I was honest with her about that as well. But I told her I was a goosebumps kid, you know, like I was a major bookworm. That was my jam every single day. And just looking at the cover of this is kind of not necessarily making me think of goosebumps, but it's just like, ooh, scary stories again. I gotta, I gotta read that. You know, yeah, it made you think of like got me excited. Like scary stories. And yeah, made you think of like the old Scholastic books, even that were kind of scary, yeah. and or even like uh, felt like 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 Coraline or something. Yeah, like it was kind of spooky, cutesy kind of thing. But I mean, it was a cool fucking story, and she has a second book coming out. We get into that. You tell us all about it. Uh, why don't we just run that now? So you guys check out Laura Semph and then go find her book. You guys will dig it. It's fun. Ah, uh, my lords and ladies, Lord Bloodraw here, and you are listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. Now, if you're a horror fan, you know this is the place to be. Ha ha! Hey kids, I'm Jax, host of the podcast Here for the Booze. Grab a drink and join me in discussing themes in movies, movie recommendations with mild spoilers, movie trivia, decorating my creepy corner, my horror vinyl collection, and horror documentaries. Be sure to check me out on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, and Instagram. I'll be sure to give you the lowdown of all your favorite horror and maybe something new for you to enjoy. Come find me. <coughs> all right. We are on the Steven Crypto Show. I am at the Meeker Street Nerd Party, and we are visited by the author, Laura Senf. I, uh, the last episode, I talked about the book and, and how it was pretty exciting to me, the clackety. I should have said that off the top, but um, 
Laura's here to pop in and chat with us for a few minutes. Uh, thank you for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. This is this is exciting. It's a good book. Like it, it's been a while since I had time to run through a whole book. Sure. Usually, I have sure. five or six books going at once. Yeah, but this one was like I couldn't put it down. I had to, oh, thank you. I had to get through and finish it. But uh, so the, the clackety. How would you describe the the age? demographic it's written for yeah so the clackety i think if you talk to the publisher right they'd tell you that it's um for 10 to 12 year olds but what i'll say is that um i think middle grade stories are kind of for everyone i think it's the one age category that's for everyone so i've had folks tell me they're reading it with their kids that are a lot younger than that and then i've had adults come to me and say that they uh really enjoyed it themselves so i i think Technically, 10 to 12, but really for anybody who likes a story. Run through the uh, quick synopsis of the Clackety. Yeah, so the Clackety's about 12-year-old Evie, and she lives in Blight Harbor, which is the seventh most haunted town in America per capita with her Aunt Desdemona, who also happens to be a paranormal expert. And Aunt Des goes missing one day. She disappears into an abandoned abattoir. And Evie goes after her, and that's where she meets the Clackety, which is a creature that lives in the shadows of the slaughterhouse. And uh, the Clackety makes what it calls a good fair deal with Evie, that uh, if she goes on a quest in a very strange neighborhood, she can maybe get her aunt back. So the story follows Evie on that adventure as she goes to rescue her aunt. Okay, I, I described it to people. I've been talking about it nonstop Thank with you. people. And I've been, <laughs> I've been describing it as an adventure. It's like The Wizard of Oz if Tim Burton had gotten home. Oh, that's cool. Okay. That, that was okay. my, my I like description that. of it. Um. Now, is this your first published book? It is. It is. This is my debut. It came out in June of 22. So it's still pretty fresh. Um, yeah, it's still pretty new. How, how have the uh, reviews and stuff been treating you? You know, for the most part, um, folks have been really kind about it. it it's, it's had a, a nice reception. Um, the sequel's coming out in October, and, you know, it, sequels are a little nerve-wracking. I'm, I'm hoping that, that it's received well, but... Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I think it will. And it's going to kind of just like a follow-up part of the mm-hmm. same. Continues Evie's story. Evie's yeah. story. Okay. Okay. I think the the thing that was most enjoyable to me was the fact that you, you are right to the point with the story. Like you're not, you're introducing characters like simply. You, you, you're developing the characters. You're not dragging out descriptions of characters. You, but you're creating endearing characters. Oh, thank you. That we actually care about, and, and that, that's I think and to do it so quickly, and, and it's a quick book to read, and to, to make these characters care so much, to make me care so much about these characters in a short time is like to me that's impressive. Well, thank you. I I know it's weird for a writer to say, but I I really don't like too many words. I. I, I think you should use as many words as a story requires and, and probably not too many more than that. And uh, so I, I like to be pretty succinct in my writing, and that's how I like to read as well. I like a I like a shorter book when I'm reading. Yeah, I mean, you could tell a good story with less. Yep, yep, yep. you don't have to use all the words you know. Yep, yep. There, there are, you do read some people, and it's like too much, overwhelming. Oh, but people love that. People love a thousand-page book. It's just I, I, I like them a little shorter and sweeter. Yeah, it's uh, I personally I just want to be entertained. Yeah, like I don't, 
I'm not one of those people that I feel I, I feel like I need to be uh, sophisticated or look how I have this big vocabulary. Look how smart I am. No, <laughs> yeah, just I'm not entertain fancy. Me. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm with you. I'm not fancy. Just entertain me and tell me a good story. That's what this is. Um, it, like you say, it was for you know teens, younger teens. Yeah. But me being a lifelong horror fan, mm-hmm. it, it it you know s- uh, struck a chord with me because you had enough spooky in there with with the story but it's still also like i mentioned before it reminded me of like that adventure th- aspect like the wizard of oz or something and and that was a big part of childhood yeah. so it kind of yeah. it kind of met me in the middle there with the adult yeah spooky me and the the fun kid that likes the adventure that's perfect you do have the follow-up coming. Uh-huh. Can you tell us a little about that? Yeah. Um, so the Nighthouse Keeper is is the next in the Blight Harbor series. There will be three total. Um, and Evie's going to find herself again in this other world when she didn't necessarily intend to go there, but she's, she's going back. And this time the stakes are a little higher. And she's going to make some some friends along the way to, to help her. I don't want to give too much away, but uh, right. but she's she's going back. And um, are there plans to write any adult books? I mean, sure. I've got plans to write adult books. Now, if it will actually happen, who knows? I've I've got one that I've been working on for years. Um, I guess it would be kind of quiet horror would be the way to describe that one. And uh, I'll get back to it. I love the story. I love the characters. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to write. I'd like to write some adult books. How is the approach to writing an adult novel? to like a, a YA or I don't really know yet to be honest I mean I I'm very much a middle grade writer it's it's my it's the sweet spot for me um I think no matter who you're writing for you've I think it's I think it comes down to telling the story that wants to be told and for me I may even start writing something not knowing if it's going to come out ultimately is middle grade YA adult or something else. Um, I've got a manuscript written that, that honestly I don't have an age category for, which is probably why I haven't sold it at this point. Um, because I think not all stories fall into those categories. And I know I'm not answering your question exactly, but I think it's, I think it's kind of complicated. I think, um, again, you set out to write the story and, and it kind of tells you who it's for. Right. So start the story and, if it goes that yep. way for the yep. grown folks, then yep. that's where it goes. So um, besides the, the second book, is there anything else happening with you? Nothing I can talk about. <laughs> Pub- one of one of the, the worst parts of, of publishing is there's always something going on you can't talk about. Yep. Um, hopefully I'll have some news that I can share down the road. But yeah, right now it's it's all Blight Harbor. It's all Clackety and, uh, and the, the sequels. That's what I've got going on. Hopefully we see uh, the Clackety get optioned for uh, a movie or... I hope the universe is listening. Hope so. Hope somebody's listening. That's right. <laughs> um, You were just nominated for Stoker Award, which is Holy huge cow. for a horror yeah. author. It's, you know what? I was at the Stokers last year as a, just as a member, as, a, as a, somebody who didn't have a book out yet. And I was there, went to the award ceremony, and it was incredible and met so many kind and brilliant writers and to now a year later know that uh that my book's on the list it's it's wild you're in the club now it's wild i don't know i i don't think it's sunk in yet yeah yeah i mean you don't have to 
say, but in the category you're nominated in, do you have a favorite? Oh, I, I do. I do. Um, I, I had favorites on the long list, and I've got favorites now that it's down to the finalists. So. Um, when you see the list, do you dive in and start reading the uh-huh. other other people's mm-hmm. stuff? Yeah. If if I haven't read them already, um, yes, and I won't be able to read for every category. I won't read every book for every category. That, that I won't have time for that. But I've read quite a bit, and uh, there are some that I'll definitely get to before. So any you would recommend? Not to veer too far off from Clackety in but. in middle grade specifically. Yeah. So. And partially, she's a friend of mine, so I always like to talk her about her books. But Ali Malinenko has a beautiful book called This Appearing House. And it's her second book. And it's middle grade horror. It's also on the Stoker list, and it's it's gorgeous. So for folks that like middle grade horror, I strongly recommend it. And uh, not on the finalists list, but Dan Pablocki is another brilliant middle grade horror writer. He's written, I think, 20 books. He's really prolific and really, really talented. So that's another name I'd put out there for folks. Okay, we'll definitely, definitely look him up. Um, So obviously, judging by the clackety Mm -hmm. in your writing, um, you have some uh, horror fan in you. (laughs) Yes, for sure, (laughs) for sure. What are some of your your uh, influences in horror? Oh, okay. Um, so my first favorite author was John Bellers. And John Bellers wrote um, gothic horror for kids, like in the 70s and 80s. And people know his book, The House of the Clock and Its Walls, because it was turned into right. a movie a few years ago. Right. But he was my first favorite writer. And Edward Gorey did all of his illustrations. So super cool. So Bellers was my first. And then I went from him to Stephen King pretty quickly. Like, right. too quickly, probably. Yeah. Um, so King, of course, every horror writer has got a, a you know a little bit of King in their their DNA. Um, for Clackety specifically, Coraline definitely. So Neil Gaiman's Coraline is definitely an influence, and a lot of just pop culture. So um, I, I I I'm not a huge TV watcher, but but I'm really kind of excited to see things like Wednesday and like uh, Lockwood and Co. come out because it's it's this horror for the younger audience. Yeah. Um, so Just spooky enough. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So, I, so while that's not an influence on Clackety, I think those are the things that are really encouraging to me to continue writing in this realm. Right. Um, the cover. Mm-hmm. That really stood out. Like when I was, I hadn't known about the book and we got invited to this, and I was looking through, like, checking out the other guests and stuff, sure. and I saw a cover. Yeah. And it grabbed me, like, oh. It's I a good cover, figure isn't out it? what this is. Who did that? Alfredo Caceres did that cover, and Alfredo is Chilean, and I believe Clackety was his first um, U.S. publication. And what so something that I love to tell about, about Alfredo um, when I was looking at his art, I was kind of stalking him online, you know, looking at all of, all of his illustrations. And he had done Spanish language editions of John Beller's books. And when I saw that, I said, it has to be. It has to be Alfredo to do these books. He's going to get it. He's going to get this world. And fortunately, he took, he took the job. But he is, he is brilliant. He's a brilliant artist and a really good human being and just a joy to work with. Is he back for the second book? He is. Okay. He is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he did a bang up job. It's the cover covers gorgeous so it's safe to say he'll probably be back for three too he better yeah <laughs> <laughs> i have told him as much he better what about the family are they into to spooky stuff yeah, and, yeah yeah we're weird 
Um, my, <laughs> I love that my, da- my daughter, um, like I said, I've got nine-year-old twins. And uh, my daughter, she's kind of a mini-me that way. She she likes all the spooky and weird. And my son, not quite so much, but he's a huge Gravity Falls fan. And he did just listen to Clackety on audio. So uh, he's he's coming around. Yeah. He's coming around and spooky. That, that's how I did it. Yeah. Went with the audio. Yeah. Oh, the audio was great. Kimberly oh, did a beautiful did job. Amazing yeah. job. Yeah, she did a great job. She did a really good job. What about uh, besides uh, horror novels? About movies? Ooh. Um, okay. Again, I'm I'm not nearly as well versed in TV and movies. <sighs> my favorites. I mean, The Shining was my first horror movie. I saw that way too young. That that didn't number on me. Um, but favorites, Halloween, like the original. Halloween. Um, not the sequels, not all that. I'm not, I don't care. 78. It's, it's just the first one. Give me the first one. The Thing is maybe the best horror movie. I don't know. My, my, my opinions change, but, but The Thing is top five. Um, Coraline, if you're looking at younger kids stuff, I think Coraline's brilliant horror for kids. Um, Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, beautiful movie. Probably my favorite movie. And I'll Guillermo's argue, stuff is just right. His anyways. stuff is beautiful, and I'll argue all day long that Pan's Labyrinth is horror. So, did you watch Pinocchio? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, no, no. My God. Is it beautiful? It's it. I, I might have teared oh, up a couple times. Just yeah. how amazing yeah. it looked. Like yeah. I, I before I realized, before I knew it was stop motion. Like I saw the trailers. Yeah. And I thought it was animated. Yeah. It was that so smooth. Just, and just beautiful. Well done. It's, and, you know, I know it's not horror, but I'm a huge sucker for kids on bikes coming of age stories. And so Stand By Me, I think, is, it doesn't get better than that. I thank you for coming and hanging out for a few hey, minutes. Hey, thank you, you for having me. Ventured out in the cold. <laughs> the meekers. cold. This event is like uh, multiple business on this little block downtown Kent, Washington. And we're all set up. We have artists and yeah. authors and everything set up in different places. We're all kind of bouncing back and forth and yep. visiting each other. And uh, thanks for coming out in the cold hey. to, to hang out. Thank you for having me. And can I shout out Paige Turner Books for having me here at the event? Please do. Shout um, them out. Yeah, they, they were wonderful. They they had Clackety as a book club pick in January. And then one thing led to another. And here I am in balmy Kent, Washington in February, hanging out for a few <laughs> hours. It's great. So Paige Turner Books, they've been wonderful. It's a, it's a great shop. Yeah. Before we go, where can people find the book? What's the best way to support you to get the book? You know what? I want folks to get the book from their favorite bookstore. Um, if your bookstore doesn't have it, they can get it. It's it's Anyone can order it. So go to your favorite bookstore, get it through them. Um, libraries, support your libraries. Absolutely. Um Borrow it from a friend. I don't care. I just I'm thrilled that people are reading it and enjoying it. But you're not borrowing my copy. You can't borrow. You know you can't <laughs> borrow his copy. But hey, I'll loan you a copy. There no, you I go. won't. I'm just saying that. I'm just. just I, I won't really. <laughs> just get a copy. Check it out. You guys <laughs> will dig it. If you guys listen to this show, I know you'll dig it. So, Laura, thank you again. Hey, thank and you. We'll chat again sometime when the new book comes out. Sounds good. Awesome. Hey, I'm Felissa Rose Angela from Sleepaway Camp. And you're listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. Yeah! All right, we are back. Uh, it was awesome chatting with Laura. Uh, check out the clackety. And uh, I'm looking forward to the second book. And the third one, with that being said. It was cool. I want to find out more about the, the artist, too, which she mentioned his name in the, the chat. Um, So it was probably your 
That was my highlight. What was your highlight from the Maker Street Nerd Party? One thing that comes to mind right away was just meeting new people that were actually enthusiastic about what we do and like, you know, meeting a couple strangers that actually said they were going to listen to us on the way home from the party or, you know, at least check us out later. Um, yeah, that that would be it. That'd be the main thing. Right yeah, that's about right. Um, I thought you were going to say the highlight was how angry John Nutter got when he seen the Darth Vader with the blue lightsaber. Oh, yeah. I mean, I share that rage with him as well because I was the one that pointed it out. <laughs> you know, funny you say that. So I first saw this kid crossing the street and I think you and John were away or something or you weren't looking. Um, I just happened to look through the window because we had these big curtains that were kind of covering us up. You know, you couldn't really see us from the street, but there was a small little uh, divide between the curtains. And I looked through and I see this kid dressed up like Vader with his friends or his family crossing the street. And he puts his hand out in front of the car, like using the force to keep it there. That was great, man. I, I, I love that. Then he pulled out the blue lightsaber. But then he pulled out the blue lightsaber and took all that credit away. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are it. you doing? The car should have kept going. No, Your parents kidding. couldn't afford a red lightsaber. They're probably the same price. He probably just preferred the blue one. There is no preference. If you're going to be Vader, you get what you get. Come on now. Apparently not. Not nowadays. I don't know what kind of excuse you can come up with it's for that. That's, that's good. That's acceptable. Star Wars is all inclusive. Okay. <laughs> so if the bad guys want to carry the blue lightsaber, then that's just okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I see. Of course. You're a traitor, too. I mean... You and Vader can <laughs> just go on your little walk together. All right. With your blue lightsabers. Better than no lightsaber, motherfucker. That's true. I want a lightsaber. Yeah. I want a cool one. I want to go to Disneyland. Oh, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I really want to do that. There's an old uh, classmate of mine who um, he I think he is either there now or recently went with his family. And he had been before and already made a lightsaber and they were going back, you know. But yeah, he was telling me how cool it was. My friend went recently with his family and he got to make a lightsaber. And he was sending me pictures and like... He looked like a fucking kid in a candy store. Oh, yeah. Like, he was just grinning ear to ear. Can you imagine the people that work there? They're like, all oh, these fucking nerds. Losers. These 50-year-old yeah. people coming in, like, acting <laughs> like they're six Crying again. and shit. Because I know they do, like, a little ceremony when you light it and stuff. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd probably fucking cry. All the parents it. are crying while the kids are like, will you stop? You're embarrassing me. <laughs> My boys would be walking in there like, oh, this is cool. I'm like, no, you don't get it. It's not cool. Yeah. It's amazing. Don't touch my lightsaber. This thing was $400. You get your own. So yeah. Go get a job so you can make your own lightsaber. So yeah, the Meeker Street Nerd Party. <laughs> we we want to come back next year. I think it'll be fun. And I, I'm going to suggest other uh, vendors and artists and stuff reach out and then get tables because this could really turn into a cool thing, especially we if wanna, they hit at the right time. We want to help do our part to make it bigger every year if we can. You know, and even if we're not involved, if we can at least lead people to it. I feel like it's something like like what I do here at the comic book swap meet, but people give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you ever notice that? Like it's weird. Like I, I love this area, but people don't care. They pretend like they want to care about things, but they don't really care. 
Yeah. Like, we get so much love. Like, we cross the fucking bridge and the Paulsbo, and, like, people love us, and film festivals want us there, and, like, we have... It's very nice. Very you know, flattering. Seattle, we got people that call themselves fans, and, like, then we come here, and we're, like, you know, could I get a fucking... Add extra cookie with my fucking <laughs> meal. <laughs> like, that's it. Hey, you were spotted on the, the bus a while ago, weren't you? Yeah, but... Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, you had a celebrity moment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, I'm a celebrity, I guess. <laughs> um, You know, we, we do our part to try to get out there in some of the local events and spread our word, spread our, our gospel. Um, Another event that Steve won't be attending, but I'll be there, is uh, April 29th at the Kitsap Mall. That's in Silverdale, Washington. You can... Come and check out the Olympic Collectible Expo, the OCE. So my my friend Jarrett and I will be there. He's bringing a bunch of Pokemon cards. So if any of you are into that, you better come check out what he has. I mean, cards that are sealed, maybe some graded ones. I can't speak too much for him, but I know he's bringing a, some good stuff. So you better come check it out. I know I'm bringing plenty of Funko Pops, maybe some DVDs, video games, different collectibles. Definitely will be there promoting the show. But um, again, that is April 29th, Kitsap Mall in Silverdale, Washington, Olympic Collectible Expo. If you are interested in getting a table, I believe you might still have that option. Um, you can contact uh, JD Sweet. I, I'm not able to think of the email right now at this time. Just post it. I don't post it on the- like twitter we'll post it facebook yeah. later yeah right. i'll share it but if you uh if you look up jd suite online you can you know hit them up about the event if you're looking to get a table um but yeah i mean there's gonna be vendors they they have a, a live auction i believe um i mean there's artists there there's people selling books all kinds of things toys collectibles just come check it out and it's free it's free it's all ages it's free to go there but it's yeah. not free to get you well it's not like Seattle Comic Con like where you gotta, you gotta pay, pay just to get in, to in yeah. yeah you don't have to pay just to get into the mall you know imagine that so this one is completely free to enter and um, I believe it's from 10 to 5 so come I'm, check it out I, I might show up I don't know if I'm gonna do much I might pop in and Hang out a little bit because I'll have just gotten back from a vacation finally. But yeah, uh, back to the Maker Street Nerd Party. What if you could change anything about it? What do you think can make it better? I feel like you're probably on the same page with me with this one. Is the timing? I think yeah. I think maybe in a warmer time, maybe like May. Maybe a warmer time. And a little bit earlier in the day. A little earlier in the day, it would be nice to maybe have it last a little bit longer. Um, eh, I don't know about that. I, it's a party. Parties ain't supposed to last. I'd just say if you did it like noon to five or something. That would be better. Then it could end. Families could go have dinner and this and that. But This last one was from three to seven, you know, and, and it was a good chunk of time. But for me, it just felt like it went by really quickly. Well, that's because we were having a blast. Yeah, we were having fun. So, you know, right now I I would say that I wish it had lasted longer. But um, 
definitely starting a little bit earlier would be nice. Um, you know, I'm a musician, so I I think like any convention would be cool to to have some live music added if possible. Um, I know they that could out in that like little courtyard area. Yeah. Yeah, where the people were playing with their swords and all that, and where the Vader was throwing his blue lightsaber around. Yeah, yeah. Get that shit out. Put some music in right there. Oh, overall, <laughs> overall, it was a cool event, and I'm definitely glad to have been there, and I definitely want to do it again. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, pretty much uh, about it. Uh, thanks to Page Turner Books and the Retro Emporium for putting it on. Thanks to all the other businesses and especially thanks to Jamie at All Aglow for yes. hosting us. Thank you for your hospitality. And uh, we wanted to have her pop in so we could thank her personally. So let's uh, run that little spot and she tells a, a, a funny story about her her uh Enjoying horror when she was young. So uh, check it out, and we'll be right back. Hey, horror and pop culture fans. This is actress Elise Costin from Interfere 2 and After Hours Cinema, and you are listening to The Steve and Crypto Show. Hey, it's Steve. We are back at the Maker Street Nerd Party, and I popped in to uh, chat with the gracious host of this venue that we are set up at. It's a shop called All A Glow Spa. It's an award-winning shop, and I am chatting with the owner. I wanted to thank her for hosting us nerds here at their fancy joint, and uh, let's chat. Tell us about the spa, how it started. Um, you kind of told me a little bit of the story before, and uh, it, was, it was a pretty, pretty good uh, success story. It was nice. So let's tell the story again. All right, Cinderella story. So I am a fellow nerd, fellow Trekkie, Star Wars fan. Not really into the anime thing, but I'm a, a version of nerd. So I'm very happy to host this nerd party and um, take part in all of the, the Kent Downtown Partnership events that we have. We've got one coming up in April, which is the Cider and Ale Festival. So you can get a ticket and kind of, it's not really bar hopping. You're actually going to other local businesses and getting to do some tasting. So that'll be really fun. But um, our business here at Glow Spa, which we opened during covid is an award-winning massage and day spa, um, which you can come in with a partner or best friend. We do couples massages. We also have beverage service as complimentary with your service. So if you're celebrating sobriety, we have alternatives, but we do serve wine and beer. We have a sauna. So some great services to check out on our website, allaglowspa.com. If you're interested in doing more self-care after COVID, it's kind of a good time. I've been noticing people have a need for that now more than ever so yeah we'd love your support and happy to support you as well well we definitely appreciate you supporting um this is a cool place it's a the great vibe she let me interview another guest here in, in the back room of the spa and it was just like i kind of didn't want to get up and leave the room it's like it's all dim and candles and comfortable chairs and uh yeah it's, it's a i feel i've never personally hung out in a spa or anything so this is kind of it's pretty neat uh but we appreciate you having us here hopefully we come back again and maybe come back for some spa treatments that sounds good to me especially after a long cold day that's what you should do there you go i'll be snoring halfway through but um 
Yeah, so come down to the All Aglow Spa, Kent, Washington. It's on Meeker Street. It's right a block away from Page Turner Books, and there's also a comic shop. So come in, grab a good book, and come down here and, and fall asleep getting a massage, reading your comic books, and, and come geek out. But support shops like this, for sure. Um, they give back to the community. This is a great community. We need this. <laughs> we need this. Um, thanks again. Anything you want to add? No, I just want to say uh, thanks again. And, you know, like I was telling someone earlier, without community events like this, it's just a bunch of buildings. So I love watching all the people interact, uh, the residents interacting with the, the small business owners. And the way that we help each other and get to meet and network is really great. So I just love seeing that. It's almost like a small town vibe in a city as big as Kent, it's really amazing to see that and, and very inspirational to see that after everything that we've been through the last few years together as a community, just watching us kind of come back and do events like this together is really kind of just blows me away. So yeah, right on. We'll, we'll be listening to your podcast here. All right. <laughs> well, um, I know you guys listening are probably like, this is not what we usually hear in here, but I, I want to emphasize supporting places like this and shops in your little town and all that. Before we wrap up, you normally our main thing that we talk about is horror. So are you into horror movies? Um, so when I was five years old, I got a like a play kitchen for Christmas. That's what I wanted from Santa. And so my, you know, <clears throat> Santa brought me a play kitchen. And I used to use the refrigerator of the play kitchen to hide horror movies in it. And like squirrel them away so my mom wouldn't know I was watching them like alone in the basement. Like, I don't know how brave you could get as a kid, like watching scary movies home alone, like Child's Play and Poltergeist and Hellraiser, like alone. I'm like six years old and I just loved it. And now as an adult woman, I cannot watch scary movies anymore. I don't know what it is. It's crazy. I think it was one of those like cabin in the woods murder movies that it just like gave me this crazy dream and that I haven't watched a horror movie since Exorcism of Emily Rose was the last one I watched. <laughs> so I have a uh, deep respect and passion, especially for like all the old horror movies, like 1920s to the 60s, like the blob and stuff. I just, I love that stuff. So yeah, those aren't really scary to me. It's like campy, but I love older horror movies. They're all good. I, I especially like the old stuff too, like Frankenstein and the original Night of the Living Dead is like my jam. Okay, well let's. You should get back into watching some horror movies. Right. I'll 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 message you some good ones to check out and 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 then we'll and then we'll talk again and you can tell me your thoughts. Okay. I won't scare you too much though. But thank you again for having us and hopefully we cross paths again soon. Thank you very much. Awesome. Hey, this is Dr. Gangreen. You're watching the Steve. No, you're not. You're listening to. You're listening to the Steve and Crypto Show right here on whatever network you're on. I don't know what you're on. Don't ask me. I can't see what you're doing, but keep listening and tune in next week for more cool content on the Steve and Crypto Show. All right, we are back again. Thanks to Paige Turner. Thanks to Retro Emporium, thanks to All Aglow Spa, thanks to the bakery, the tattoo shop, uh, that gym that had the Legos in it, all that yeah. stuff. Thanks, yeah. thanks to everything. Thanks to all our friends that came by. Thanks to all our new friends. Definitely cannot wait to do the next Maker Street Nerd Party. Uh, 
Why don't we uh, get into our trivia and get ready to wrap up? Let's get into trivia. And uh, Crypto is coming through with the trivia this time. All right. So the big horror movie that is being hyped up right now, of course, we all know, is the Little Mermaid remake, Cocaine right? Bear. Winnie the Pooh. Little Mermaid? No? Oh. Scream 6. Yeah. Scream So that's coming out very, very soon. Some people have actually already seen it with early screenings. Uh, I've heard it's a blood fest. I've heard it's great. Um, over this last weekend, my lady and I watched the first three movies, which I don't think she'd even seen number three before. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I hold the whole series dear to my heart. It's one of my favorite franchises ever, for sure. So, brings me to this question. Who is the very first person that we see in Scream in the first movie? Who's the very first actor or actress that we see? So that you guys know what to do. You know the answer. Message one of us. Give us the answer. If you're right, we'll send you stickers. We'll put your name on a list for a potential another drawing. But I'll, I'll even give you some more info attached to that. I'll, it's a slight clue. I mean, not really. But if you have heard some behind-the-scenes info, you... You might, I mean, you probably already know the answer, <laughs> but um, here's a cool little factoid. This same person that makes the, the very first appearance in Scream originally was up for the lead role of the movie, but they thought that it would be better if they were killed off as it would be a surprise to the audience because this person has kind it's of a, a high more status. star power. than Yeah, more star power, a high status, probably the most famous one at the time. So who is the first actor or actress that we see in Scream 1? And we're also going to give you a second chance as a bonus question. Who was the voice of Ghostface through all of the Scream movies and season 3 of the series? Unfortunately, not season 1 and 2. So you guys have... Because it sucks. You guys have two questions this week. So you got two chances to win. So what are you waiting for? <laughs> Go message one of us. Tell us the answers to one or the other or both. I love the movies. Whether I, I hate some of the shit that went down in the last movie, I hate they killed Dewey. Spoiler. Um, I really enjoyed the show, not seasons one and two, just because the mask looked different and... Wasn't the voice, but season three made up for it because they brought the original mask back and blank the voice was making a return. Yeah, that's probably a good move. Yeah, I, don't I mean it was anybody, only like six episodes. I don't but think it was anybody good. really gave a shit about the show up to that point. Yeah. But anyways, that's a good good question. You answer both of them, we'll throw your name in the hat twice for a big drawing. So do it. Go send us a message, answer the question, and then go leave a review for this episode wherever you're listening, if it'll let you. If not, like I said, dump that shitty app and get a good one that'll let you review us. Also, go to the Buy Me a Coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash Steve Crypto. 
head to the Patreon, patreon.com slash stevecrypto. Those are two places you could uh, show us some love and kick in a little something to help improve the show. Etsy slash shop slash Steve and Crypto merch. Go get yourself a t-shirt, get a mug, get a magnet, and take a picture when you get all that gear and let us see it. Yeah, look fucking cool representing your third favorite show. Hey, what else could they do? They could follow us. At CryptoZoo88, at the Steve Strout. But they should already know that because they're on their way there now as we speak to answer the question. And they're probably already a member of the Steve and Crypto Show Facebook group. They better be. You damn better be. You better be. So yeah, go do all that. Go support the show. Help us grow. Um, there you go rhyming again. Vote <laughs> vote for us. You're the rapper the, on the show. Go vote for us in the Rondo Awards. We want to make some noise this year. Let's do it. Uh, go check out the Indiegogo campaign for Nightmares Unleashed. My name is attached. I'm involved, so fucking do it. And uh, it's award season, so go uh, subscribe to the uh, Horror Addicts YouTube channel. We are going to be presenters on their award show called The Oscars, which which I think uh, there's a big award show for like movies that I think they kind of stole the, the Oscars name. No. They kind of no. changed the name. Are you sure? Really? The Oscars was like the original one, I think. Then like yeah. that other one that does like the Academy Awards, I think they stole the name for their trophy. I can't think of any show that even sounds like the name Oscars. No. no not coming to mind. Think so? I mean, there was that one show last year one. where that one dude slapped the other dude. Yeah, that's the one. Was that it? That's the one. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, you they know what? stole I think the name. The one guy actually talks about that on his new Netflix special. You should watch it. Mm, probably not, but <laughs> I'll think about it. But um, all that being said, thanks again to Maker Street Nerd Party, people who put it on. You guys were awesome, and we will be back gladly. Uh, we've been Stephen Crypto Show. I think I always sound like when I say that, like I sound like I'm not sure. Are we been Stephen Crypto Show? Like, have we? So we've been, we are, the Steven Crypto Show. Ben, we are, we will be. The best there is, the best there is, the best there ever will be. Sorry. <laughs> the hitman was the dude back in the day. We're, we're going to have a wrestling moment, you know, at least once on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's going to be, I'm going to hit Crypto Zoo with a folding chair. That'll be our wrestling moment. There's a table right here between us, so nobody's got to get that. Crypto, get the table. <laughs> Already ahead of you. Okay. Well, while you're getting the tables, I'm going to press end on this recording, and we will see you guys on episode 110 after I press end. <laughs> it's a twofer, Ooh. just like the trivia. Okay. Bye, guys. Don't get slapped. Peace. <laughs>